Hello and welcome back to the Living Imperfectly podcast with me, your host, Claire. You're listening to the podcast that provides you with real honest discussions on how embracing imperfection can be a helpful approach to improving our relationship with food, body image, exercise and navigating through our messy lives in general. I'm so excited to say that today's episode, I'm joined by a lovely guest. I know it's been a while since I've had somebody on. I've got Becky, the Empower Coach, on to talk about societal norms. And I'm sure that you'll quickly realise that this is a topic that is both Becky and I are quite passionate about talking about. So Becky takes a holistic approach, working on mind-body connection. She takes this approach in her coaching after years of doing a lot of self-development and seeing it is key to making a difference in life. So let's get into it. Hello, Becky. How are you? How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It means so much to me. Like, I think this is such a great topic that I couldn't have really picked a better person to discuss this with. So thanks for giving up some of your time. No problem. I'm excited about talking about this subject as well. So close to my heart. So yeah, looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, I think this one's going to get a bit spicy. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there now. Yeah. <laughs> Love I, it. I, de- I definitely reckon I reckon it could be. <laughs> right, let's get stuck into it then. Why do you feel that we try to conform to societal norms? Like, why do I, we do it? I feel like that there's it comes from a few different angles we have like the like um pressures from like generations above that set like certain standards and then we see our parents you know the for example like getting married having kids you know ticking off those boxes buying a house it's something that's come down from generation to generation to generation um that's also perceived quite a lot in the media um as well you know adverts on tv that kind of thing like it's constantly from all angles um and i think that's why we feel that we need to conform to these societal norms or we're failing at life which um yeah what do what do you think yeah if it's nothing but that it's not per we're not perfect it's not perfect and actually i think it also leads to striving for something that you don't necessarily actually want um I mean if you look at my life (laughs) at 2.4 children but like I never actually I never actually was that desperate to get married not that there's anything wrong with conforming to societal norms because if you want to genuinely get married have children buy a house all that kind of things crack on but if you're doing it in the pursuit of happiness I think that's where like it gets a bit icky because is that really what gives you happiness not always yeah no yeah no, a hundred percent. I'm definitely up to I come from like a, a very small village in the middle of um Exmoor. Um, so I grew up with like that that was the thing to do. You got married, you had kids, and that's what people talked about at school. And I was like, I that's not what I want. I don't feel like so I always felt a bit of an outcast, a bit of an outsider, um, which affected my mental health as well quite a lot. Um, and even growing up. Like I'd go to like weddings back home because I, I moved off. I went to Reading and then I moved to London. So I went went off and did my own thing. But when I came back for certain things, people would be like, oh, you're not settled down yet. Oh, you're not married yet. And it's like, no, <laughs> I'm not. But it's like, it was it was like they're feeling sorry for me. And that oh. used to wind up. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And I, I think there's like similarities there. Like I'm from a small town place, but I'm from Inch, which is like, yeah we're you know it's tiny small little place I love it so much but it's a similar type of thing where I moved away lived in London also um (laughs) and I would come back I was the last one out of my year to like get married and have kids and that kind of thing but it was a bit like oh your time will come sometime soon or tick tock tick tock 
<laughs> I got that a lot and that used to really piss me off because I knew I wanted to have kids like I really wanted to have kids but I didn't want to have kids with with just anybody like I was yeah. like it has to be with somebody I, I want to have kids with or it's or that's just not meant not going to happen for me you know but it's like that thing like TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. Shut up. And um, like the pity face as well. But they're like, oh, and I'm like, oh. I'm fine. I'm living my best life in London. <laughs> yeah. I'm live I'm I'm doing all right, thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think as well, like the for me anyway, like the societal, like the norm for fitness wise like because I was always like training and stuff like that it's like oh you know you're spending so much time training like you'll never find a a man or like you know like that kind of thing I would get as well it was like or another thing that I sometimes used to get as well would be um you need to put more meat on your body I got that as well Um, yeah I I still get that now people say to me oh you must only eat salads and stuff like that yeah um oh, it just gets to you doesn't it <laughs> yeah it's just like actually I probably eat way more than you do <laughs> yeah there's this that body image thing again isn't it around like people just think that you have to eat less and eat less like and again yeah. that's uh perceived in the media quite a lot around body image um and things as well which is yeah definitely really frustrating um but yeah I was always uh, quite career-minded I think that's why I just wasn't I was just happy exploring my own thing and like I because I had an eating disorder when I was younger and because I had like um trying to find myself a lot and did a lot of inner work I was like just needed to be on my own I wasn't ready to settle down it wasn't like I was working on myself and like mm-hmm. you know to I, I wasn't I had to learn to love myself before I could love someone else as well I guess and that's like a big thing and that's why I don't think we should be rushing in to these mm-hmm. these uh things that the society say we should do <laughs> it's like yeah that makes it's sense. Like shoot, isn't it it's a shoot because yeah. I I do remember like growing up thinking like I should be married and have two children by the time I'm 30 yeah. and like I do remember like looking through like books like getting like you map out your whole freaking house um but it is that societal it's the way that you're there and it's not that there's men there's men in any harm in like the generational stuff like it's not like it's meant in any harmful way it's just that it's generational societal yeah. norms that just happen in society right and I think if you're anything but that you're, you're a little bit weird because I just remember always feeling a little bit like misunderstood <laughs> yeah hundred percent I'm with you on that like I, yeah I was the same I was like I said in school I just felt a bit of an outcast yeah um but luckily when I moved to like London I started to find people like me that were like you know weren't conforming to these things so I was like oh okay it's like there are other people that aren't doing these things and like living their best lives to do what they want to do rather than um you know feeling that pressure which uh, was really refreshing and um yeah opened my eyes quite a lot I think after moving away 100% oh yeah definitely I mean I ended up moving back to Aberdeen but I I remember like London thinking god yeah you're right you've got so many people and there's so many different like people come from so many different like places and experiences and it really opened my eyes too but I I do remember like feeling like oh so like people are I don't know it just opens your whole your lens I guess your your world is widened a little bit but I just remember always being feeling like I was the awkward the pushy one or the non-conforming one the the black sheep or the um the naughty one the too loud too opinionated too showy offy too whatever and internally what that did was it made me want to be smaller like yeah Yeah. you know like that just and I also was around you know a lot of diet culture stuff as well so internally I was just like be small don't speak your voice you know it slowly like chipped away there was a quite a period of time where I feel like I lost myself I don't feel like and then it came back I guess in London 
in a way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, cause I, I was, um, the other way I was like extremely shy. Um, mm-hmm. and actually like, uh, cause I got uh, quite bullied throughout school. Um, and then I had like the eating disorder and like had some mental health problems. So I literally was just like, I couldn't look people in the eyes to walk around mm-hmm. like this. And obviously them feeling like you're not fitting in and feeling an outcast because you're, you know, what everyone else is talking about. You're like, I don't want those things. It was quite, yeah. Um, all consuming, which obviously didn't help my confidence, but, um, you know, then I started to realize that I'm not alone in these things. And, um, and then I learned to be able to speak up and it start expressing actually how I felt about things. And I would say that's probably only in the last like five years, I've got even more confident with it. Um, and like actually speaking up about these things because I'm like it's so important because if shy little Becky had someone like me like speaking up about it I wouldn't have felt so alone um but back then it didn't seem to be you know there wasn't people there wasn't social media there wasn't you know you didn't have access to people talking about these things so you know this is why now we have this platform that we can like help others which is amazing um and that's why I get so excited about doing it I guess yeah totally and like I still have to feel that fear like there's that like you're saying I love that when you say you're the little Becky like the younger self like I sometimes do have to say when I'm feeling the fear and I'm getting I guess old behaviors of like don't speak your voice like dull it down like dull it right down and I some like I still have to be like no use your voice what would younger Claire say like if she was listening what would she need to hear and I'm like right psych yourself up you can do it (laughs) and then I just do it um but it's funny isn't it because it like these it's well ingrained, like really well ingrained stuff. Um, so it is, it's interesting. So that's cool that you're like similar like stuff there. Like I didn't know. Um, but I guess from like a general point of view, like societal norms around specifically around like body image, like how does that influence us? What do you feel like that influences us? Yeah, I I like because I actually used to work in the fashion industry before I was a coach as well. So I was surrounded by this body image quite a lot um, and saw how other people were quite influenced by it as well, um, working in that environment. And there's, you're just, I feel like people just constantly comparing themselves, comparing themselves to people they see in the media, comparing themselves to, um, you know, influences nowadays and I guess when we were growing up it was the whole like diet culture Kate Moss you know that kind of really skinny chic yeah urban chic thing was going on um which was splashed everywhere and it made you feel like you had to look like that to kind of be cool or you know be attractive um and it's still a big part of society now um you know it's always been there you know, if you, you can look back through history and see how women's bodies were always like, you know, the hourglass shape, even going back to like the 40s, 50s at Dior, that he made that new look with the pinched in waist and they're like, you know, so it's always been there. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just frustrating because it's like everyone's bodies are different and everyone's bodies are beautiful and we shouldn't have to compare ourselves to what the trend, like body image is right at this point. So, mm. Yeah. Totally. And I think as well, like as we age, like as I always think, even if you, even if we all ate the same and we all trained the same, we wouldn't all look the same. And I think that is bloody amazing because it would be boring if I walked around and all I saw was like a version of me. Like I would be like, that's dull. Like I want to see different, like, yeah, variety. It's a spice of life. Um, but even like in our own selves like you know I don't know but but, you know we work with similar clients and it's like and I know this for myself I'm doing my own really work on relationship with body images like looking back in the past of how your body looked like I used to be fixated about how my body looked when I was like 18 to 20 and I was extreme like the leanest the you know, I'd ever really been in a, in that time and thinking, 
oh, that's that's what I should look like. But then when you actually like look at it, you're like, but were you actually happy in your body at that time? Because it's really like a repeated thing. You you never you weren't at you weren't actually you were miserable, and you know you weren't really thriving in life because you were partying hard, hardly eating, <laughs> and yeah. And um, so it was like that heroin chic. That was pretty much that was my look. Um, still wasn't you know quite slim enough. Um, and it's right, like what your body, what you're around at that time, but it creeps through your whole life. Yeah. And it's yeah. your body changes throughout life, and I wish more people knew that. Um, like our body weight changes through life. Our body weight, you know, changes every day, but it changes like naturally throughout life as well. And it's just, I guess, coming to that place of acceptance of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I just yeah, look back with like when you were saying then about like your younger self and not being happy, even though like you're like striving to be like this certain image, but you still weren't happy, and that's like such a big thing. I think people think, oh, I just lose weight and I'll just I'll be happy then. I just like get to this size and I'll be happy then. It's like you won't you won't be happy until you actually work on the inner self and have acceptance with your body, have confidence with your body. And that's what's going to make you happy. Like no amount of weight you're going to lose, no amount of dress sizes, whatever it is. It's the inner work that's going to make the difference. Totally. I think that that is probably one of the most dangerous stories that we can tell ourselves is I'll be happy when. Yeah. That statement is so damaging to ourselves because you can be happy right now yeah and I know that that might come across as like uh what's the word that I'm thinking of it's not toxic positivity because you know you can accept that things are shit um, and still have find gratitude in things as well like it's not I think some people get a little bit like oh that's toxic positivity it's not that's that's a different thing yeah we're not saying like oh my god you're gonna love yourself every day like that's toxic positivity it's being content and accept like that doesn't mean like some days you're like oh I feel a bit bloated but you're like I'm fine like it's not you're not picking holes at yourself and being like oh but look at this look at that it's it's totally different it's um that's why I like the word content rather than happy because it's like you know yeah means uh you know we're not going to be happy all the time that's not life (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of like you're at peace with it yeah I like that I like that do you think that there is like a shift though in societal attitudes about like nutrition body image fitness industry in like general like do you feel like there are it's going in the right direction (laughs) I'm not sure because I was thinking about this today and it's like yeah it's great that people are actually working out and getting in the gym but is it going to get to point because like you do see a lot of influencers like showing off their abs and things like this like constantly and it's like again that's an unattainable body image again like to look like that is actually like you have to shred for quite a while like and it's like yeah it takes a whole process you don't have abs all the time I think people don't realize that like it's not healthy to have abs all the time so you have to have such low um, body fat which then affects your hormones and like all this other stuff so it's like you know that is unrealistic as well so even though fitness is great but there's still this underlying like yeah unattainable body image out there um and I then I see a lot as well with people with like lip fillers um face like you know cheeks implants and like fake lashes and stuff and that's still quite a big thing on influencer side I guess and what people are seeing in the media reality tv stars all this stuff are doing this and it's just um it worries me again that it's like people just covering up you know actually what's going on inside um so that's kind of like the shift of see but yeah it's still still there, I guess I think like when it comes to like things like that, I think, I mean, this is where it gets a bit icky because with body image, like I feel anyway, that you can have 
a really healthy relationship with body image you can have a positive body image yeah. and want to change your body and that's accept like that's okay like you're, it's okay to want to change parts of your body but I think yeah. there's a misunderstanding of what that like is you know like what actually poor body image is yeah so I think if you're it's like what we were saying just a minute ago if you think that you know doing x is going to equal happiness with your body like that's kind of a little that's a little bit of a red flag like yeah no like what you said right at the back you had to do the internal work yeah you know I I mean I personally I haven't I haven't gone through a fat loss phase since I've done my worked on my relationship with food body image etc because I, I've come to a place of like understanding that I'm in a healthy BMI I'm actually quite comfortable in where I am but at the same token if I wanted to go on a fat loss phase for whatever reason I would say I have a healthy relationship with food I have a healthy relationship with BMI I would do the evaluation to see why I actually wanted to do that thing and then make the decision if it is actually the thing I need or not need but want truly or if that's maybe being influenced by something else like social media or (laughs) whatever chat has happened so I think it's like that black and white thinking that I think we can get a little bit caught up in is thinking if you work on your relationship with body image you can never go through like wanting to change anything in your body or like same with if you work on your relationship with food, you can never go on a fat loss phase again. It's like, <laughs> calm down, people. We're just trying to come to this middle ground area where, you know, your whole worth isn't dictated whether you're on a fat loss phase and shredded to hell. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, 100%. And like, yeah, I get get that as well. But it is completely different. They're like separate things. Like, like I know that if I decided to go like at a fat loss phase to to see, you know, if I could uh you know get a bit shredded or whatever because I've worked on my relationship with food I don't think it would you know in the past it would have been probably a problem for me I would have got obsessed with it I probably would have you know started trying to cut my calories too too much but because I'm in a healthy place it's actually like more of a curiosity of like oh I wonder what I could look like if I did this but not going too far with it because I'm like happy anyway um same with like building muscle like um, not long ago for the first time ever I put myself in like a calorie surplus yes to see like because I wanted to build a bit muscle I wanted to see like how and like and watch how my body reacted so it was more like a curiosity because I fixed my relationship with my body fixed my relationship with food I wasn't worried about putting on a bit of weight like I don't even use the scales anymore because I'm just like it's more like how I feel (laughs) so yeah um, and it was really interesting for me to go through that and it, it just showed how how I'd come to terms with my body image and my relationship with food. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, like I said, it's more yeah. like you have to be in that pl- happy place, I guess, with it all. Or content place, sorry. Should yes. Say. The content place. Oh, I totally, I totally agree. I kind of did a similar, th- well, not, not deliberate, but I always like kind of, yeah similar I don't really I don't weigh myself but I know you know how you feel in your clothes and you know how you feel in your in your body and I definitely know that I am heavier than I was at the beginning of the year but it doesn't bother me and and I do endurance races and in the past that would have made me feel like I wouldn't be able to race well because I'm not x number on the scale and and I raced um last month and I had a cracking race and I know for a fact I mean I don't actually know for a fact because I haven't weighed myself but I, you do know like you feel I feel I like <laughs> and I'm just like I'm really proud of myself because that would have really of like fucked up my mind on like re- like probably definitely most likely would have been weighing myself um so yeah I think it's just it's interesting like it's like you say I'm the same I'm, it's a curiosity I wonder how I I'll respond to doing this like I wonder and then you're like because you know the signs and you have that awareness because you've built that awareness yes you know if when it's like no okay yep we're not gonna go there <laughs> that's yeah not, that's not gonna be great for me um 
yeah but going back going back to like the shifts in the industry thing I think this is something that I have recently started to feel better about widening my social media who I'm following um because last year I really just only followed people that were like I guess that suited where I was mentally with my own relationship with food and exercise and body image yeah and um in my mind because that was all I was seeing was like healthy you know there wasn't any toxic messaging I was like in my head like oh my god the fitness industry is like totally this way like there's no like this is just so great there's like it's just a total societal like shift and you know we're just doing so great and then I started to get curious about who I was following and it was really only that so then I started to introduce like some accounts that don't really sit with my value values don't really sit with my like morals of, of the like sort of helping people but actually, I think that was really healthy for me to do because now, and um, maybe not last year, but now, because it's also just reminded me of the importance of the work that we both do, you know, because it's not, <laughs> there are, I do think that there are some changes happening, yeah. societal attitudes, like you mentioned before, we're speaking about things, we've got platforms to speak about stuff, there's more people are being more aware of what even relationship with food is what body image is all these things but it needs more yeah oh yeah 100 percent um but yeah luckily there I've seen a few um you know uh inst- like Instagram influencers I guess that are speaking out being like you don't have to like look this certain way and it's great that there are there are people doing it like I said and it's great that it's getting out there but it's still not enough <laughs> I guess. not enough yeah not enough. it's not enough and that is like partly like the driver for when I am feeling the fear I'm like you have you have to because you have to use that voice clear like if you don't then that's you you there might be one person that needs to hear that today it's like yeah um another thing that I think I wanted to discuss was like the peer pressure yeah inform around exercise and dietary choices as well like because I mean that can come from generational it can come from the influence of who we're around and stuff like that but like how do you feel that that maybe stops people from figuring out what suits them yeah I guess like you said about the generational thing I think with parents like I know working with some clients and stuff their parents have been like oh why are you eating that why are you doing that like and questioning you know because they're like I've worked with people with food intolerances and things like that and it's like we're trying to work out a diet that suits them and you know if they're working as well but yeah people questioning it and like and Mm. then it makes them doubt themselves going like is this should I be doing this I don't know Um, especially if it's coming from people you know around them that you know friends family um but when sometimes people don't really understand it themselves uh, so they you know it makes you feel a bit oh no should I be doing it <laughs> um yeah I don't know if you've experienced yeah. that as well um with yeah. I think it's like anything like if you are actively wanting to change your lifestyle and who you are around in your life influences you whether you realize it or not there is an influence um so yeah like things like you know if you're wanting to you know eat a bit more of a well-balanced diet it's like comments like oh you want a diet you know it's like no I'm just trying to eat in a way that supports me or but it's really awkward to like do that or you know, for me, I always used to get comments about how much I ate. And I always find that really like uncomfortable because it was like, oh, should I be eating less then? And then, you know, would get ashamed of eating, like needing to eat that much food. Um, or even like comments like, oh, it's okay for you to eat that because you do lots of training. 
like that internalize is like oh well I have to keep continuing exercising so I can eat this and it be accepted yeah yeah definitely like I've yeah definitely had comments like that before and I like because I eat a lot like obviously I had issues with food in the past and like for me to like now go have an appetite and actually eat and enjoy eating and I don't feel guilty anymore um that I've kind of had to dismiss anyone's like you know and luckily I don't let the comments get to me anymore but yeah obviously past Becky there's a bit like oh no you know any kind of um comments around food I used to like stress over and it would be quite can be quite overwhelming especially when you're trying to figure it all out yeah and it's so confusing because like I mean for for my childhood and a lot of the clients I work with there's like this generational thing of like eat everything on your plate and we're like you know trying to bring them to a place of understanding their hunger and fullness and even what that's about um and like satiety and like enjoying your food it's like I don't know if this is like women only but it like I mainly work with women so it's a common thing of like feeling guilty for actually even just dare I say it enjoying eating (laughs) (laughs) I know like it's 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 weird and yeah I think so, so many people have such stress and overwhelm when it comes to nutrition because there's so much like confusion like oh you should shouldn't eat carbs or you shouldn't eat this and um you should do this and and people just go like ah oh, and then it just becomes very stressful rather than actually enjoying it because you're like oh. I don't know what to eat anymore <laughs> yeah I know like if you were to like conform to every statement I mean this is pretty much what I did this is like I I was like red flags all over the place with my disordered eating it was like I would fixate on the latest thing so if it was the Atkins or diet I was like that's what I would do if it was a juice cleanse like that's what I would do if it was that and then or like oh you can't eat fruit oh but I just went on a juice cleanse so is that bad and then like all right, so I can't eat fruit. So I can't eat fruit and I can't eat carbs. I can't eat um, anything that's got more than five ingredients. Um, I can't eat fat. Uh, so, and protein will make me bulky. So what the hell? <laughs> I'm just going to drink <laughs> water um, and just hope that that'll just do me. Um, mm. That'll get me by life. And then you wonder why you like feel like shit. Yeah, exactly. I just feel like wrecked all the time. Like I don't understand why, but it's it is hard though because you're trying to be conform with the latest thing or who's around you doing whatever or who your favorite fitfluencer is doing, and it's, oh, yeah. it's a minefield. Yeah. I'm like, don't even get me started on that. What what I eat in a day kind of things. Oh, <laughs> followed by a little uh, ab check. Oh my god, yeah, the abs, and then like what I eat in a day, and I'm like, no, this is so damaging. Like anyone that's had so had eating, eating disorder, it's so damaging, so and it drives me mad every time I see it. Yeah, <laughs> you know that drives me like insane. But I, I haven't seen many of them lately. No, there, there was a phase. I I have seen a few around, but not as many as I used to. No, they were they were rife at like earlier in the year, weren't they? Because I did a. I did a um, reel where it was like I was preparing a meal and it was like this is not a this is what I eat in a day followed by a body check because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like god and and it's bullshit as well like yeah. there's no way that like that's all they eat it doesn't show like everything they've eaten and, and even if it is what they eat in a day that's one day yeah one day, one day. And it's, yeah, it's just very damaging. And it's just like, because I know, like, um if I used to see, like, you know, you used to see celebrity diets in, like, magazines. Oh. And, like, because I remember, like, looking at those going, like, oh, that's what I should eat. Like, and it just, like, brings me back to that. And so I think that's oh. why it's a bit of a trigger, because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I used to do that when I had, like, you know, getting over my eating disorder and things still, like, yeah just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I've, I feel like I've, completed fad diets like completed mate I've done it the cabbage <laughs> diet did the cabbage oh, diet um, no, I remember it I didn't ever do um yeah, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't do too many fad diets I think because I was so it's like obviously getting over 
food and but then I would just have guilt around certain foods rather than fad diets if that makes sense so um but yeah there's so many out there and like yeah and I remember them being in all the magazines like all these diets yeah this is what the celebrity is eating um the I have seen like the Jennifer Aniston salad I mean don't get me wrong I think oh that's a really good salad I think the language is sometimes like changing like I think there's no issue with like this is what Jennifer Aniston's salad looks like I mean I could tell you what a salad looks like that I eat but probably not it's going to be as popular as Jennifer Aniston's salad but it's probably similar um but it's the it's the like this is what this person eats day in day out this is what they look like or it just drives me and I think as well like media social media messaging like I remember as well like I think I've digressed a bit but is um looking at magazines and just they were just tearing apart like any celebs that on a bit of weight and you're like and looking back like I used to I mean I used to think that that meant that person was fat which was bad as well like I remember that language yeah now the education I have and like going through learning everything you're like that's so freaking toxic like they were in a healthy BMI and the whole like fat being bad and stuff like that like that's such an internalized like fat phobia that is so damaging in so many different levels like internally externally for like society and just like and every time I see stuff like that I'm just like no (laughs) yeah me too because you're just like ah they've just got a healthy body and yeah it's just that picking apart of someone like ah awful (laughs) this is all the stuff that we had in the 90s and the noughties I think like all these magazines are literally like clickbait of like look how like much weight the celebrities put on and it was terrible absolutely terrible it's so bad and I think as well like now you've got social media and now that you've got all these this technology to make your body not look like how your actual body is like all these apps and stuff and filters and stuff like that it even heightens that distortion of what actually does people like look like like what does what do humans look like (laughs) (laughs) no one knows anymore we've all got (laughs) we don't know anymore We, we don't know how to talk to each other in real life and we don't know what you to look like anymore. But yeah. <laughs> I totally exaggerated that bit. But it is about like just I'm always very I'm all I, I try and not be too fearful about I've got two girls and I'm always a bit like, oh, what's it gonna be like for them? Um you just have to hope, I guess, that we make change. And I think yeah. conversations like this always help to at least maybe spark something in somebody that's listening to think oh actually that's interesting I'm gonna have a get curious about my own views about or maybe even who I'm following on social media is it helpful is it hindering is it damaging is it does it make me feel like shit and that not good enough yeah it kind of comes back to that yeah it does it's never, like never not good enough yeah comparing yourself to others like completely and just thinking yeah why why don't I look like that why haven't I got that blah 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 blah. I mean it shouldn't it shouldn't be focusing on that it should be focusing on yourself and realizing all the things that you do have that makes you special and unique at the end of the day like they said at the beginning life would be very boring if we all looked the same if we all did the same things like yeah let's celebrate our uniqueness yeah I love that though like I can't remember what song it is that I listen to it's gonna annoy me now it'll come back to me when I when I hit stop but there's a song I can't remember what it is it's really gonna piss me off now <laughs> um that I always listen to when I'm having a poor body image day and it's a, yeah it's basically like that that's the kind of messaging in it and it's like yeah so I'm just gonna embrace well, I'm my my vessel um and I think like reframing as well like what your body actually does for you yeah well. and not 
how it fits into society. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I like that. you know what I mean? Because does yeah. it actually fit into what you want to feel like in your own home? Like that's almost what I think as well. Like that was a pivotal change for me was when I started to think of my body as my own my home. Because you're in your body all the yeah. time. Yeah, I love that. Like I like what you said about a vessel, like, you know, it is our um that's very buddhist as well my partner's buddhist so he talks about that quite a lot that like you know because they believe in like you have different lives it's like so this is the body i have right now so you know you need to treat it with respect um and i think we forget that sometimes we forget to treat our bodies with respect and they're amazing they can do amazing things and you know we need to yeah get curious with it like i always say about getting curious but i love it like oh i love it when I talk about inner work and everything I'm like yeah get curious with your feelings get like <laughs> all this stuff yeah. but it's the same with your body like start looking inwards rather than outwards yeah. So, yeah yeah I mean I think that we maybe have some shared values because I knew there was you know when there's like a reason that you're like drawn to somebody and you're like yeah I want to speak to this person I think this person is going to be have a good conversation you're like I always say get curious about it like I'm the curious one the ones that, that's annoying yeah. and asking lots of questions like yeah but what does that feel like what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah it's a it's it's good to be curious exactly I think that it's it's good because it's a big part I think of behavior change yeah yeah definitely definitely and definitely do that with my mindset work it's like what does yeah. it feel like how do you feel it get curious with it like observe it (laughs) sit with it um one other question that I wanted to ask that was like and just really curious (laughs) like the clients that you work with like because I work mainly with women and it's like that kind of and I know understand this like feeling of societal norms like as a mom and as a woman that it's like all the responsibilities come on you as a you know we're we're to be the like the caregiver the homemaker the nurturer the but we're also supposed to be like badass like business you know career and all the stuff so when it comes down to like actually doing like looking after ourselves with looking at how our relationship with food is and are we, you know, looking after ourselves and self-care? It's like the sense of guilt and shame, like for like even wanting to do that. And like, yeah. I think that's a big societal norm that like pisses me right off. Yeah. I'm always like pushing back on that one. I'm like, no, I'm no, I'm not conforming to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you work with a lot of women as well? Yes, I do. And yeah, like you're right. When they come to me, they're like, I haven't taken care of myself because I feel guilty to take time to myself, like because they're so busy, like like looking after others. And like I always say to them, I'm like, but you're going to be in a better position to look after others if you take care of yourself first, which I think as coaches, we we push that message quite, okay. quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I say that I always push back on that societal norm for myself. But I do also feel that as well. Like I do have to like pull myself aside and say, remember, you have to do thing for you you have to do something for you as well. But it's just this natural societal thing. Like even if you have a really supportive partner, like if you're a parent and you really have a supportive partner, like my husband's supportive, it's still the mum that gets the school emails, the WhatsApp group about just I don't know stuff and you know like I am like I and then it's that immense like feeling of like not coming back to not good enough like oh I'm not living up to that role as a mum because I'm not on top of all that and I'm not on top of all so you're never on top of any of it because you're like (laughs) you're spinning like that's what I hear is like spinning so many plates and stuff like that and I do think that that's a societal thing expected from women in more so and that's probably my biggest societal norm that pisses me right off and I I do try like I even like have to like say to myself oh I've gone full-blown uh feminist today and then feel like guilty about that yeah 
And I'm like, why are you guilty about that? Because I've even like said it in past episodes, like podcasts. Oh, I don't don't mean to be full blown feminist, but it's like, no, I am going to be full blown feminist. <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? Um, you know what I mean? So it's it's like even like guilty about saying that. Like Jesus yeah. Christ, sorry, come on. <laughs> oh. Like, but, do you do you tend to hear like do you hear that? So you hear that with your clients as well. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like I'm um I'm not a mum myself. I don't have kids, so like I don't I don't feel that pressure. But I see it in my friends. They talk about it. Um, even like some like mums comparing themselves to each other, and there just seems this whole other guilt that's like brought in. And um, yeah, and I understand the pressure because like like I say, I see people close to me going through it. Um. But yeah, so I think it's important to speak out about that as well. And like, no, you need to, you need to be able to take time to yourself. Like it's important. Yeah, totally. It's like that, um, it's like that airplane mask thing, isn't it? Put on your mask yeah. before you put on anybody else's mask. Yeah. Or the other classic, you've got to fill your cup up before, or make sure you're fill, you fill your cup up, whatever that one is, you know? Yeah. Um, but I I think it's about putting in practices and habits and boundaries. Yes, <laughs> boundaries are definitely key. I think of like yeah of saying like you know this giving like time to yourself. To like uh, between this time and this time, that's my time, and when I can like look after myself, do some bits to me, and obviously if people have partners and they can come to some arrangement as well to let. You know, yeah. I think that's really important um, yeah. because it's just it's it's not just important for you as a person. It's important for the, all the people surrounding you as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's the ripple effect, as I say to my clients. Yeah, it's the yeah. ripple effect. When you start to take care of yourself, you see. And actually. This is like you by you taking care of yourself and taking time to set to do whatever it is you need to do you're showing other people around you as well that you're worth taking time for you know your self-worth and also it gives other people the confidence to know that they're also worth doing that too it can be quite powerful when you see it like that like because you're like wow like that's the things that you do can inspire somebody else to go and take care of themselves yeah that oh if the world was a, a bit more like that I would be I would be like oh guys I'm so happy and <laughs> just we need to promote it more we need to be like yes this is what you need to do <laughs> yeah it's like I've got this little rule for myself that I do something for myself before so first thing in the morning I do something for me before I serve anybody else yeah. And I, I get up early in the morning because I'm just naturally a morning person. I'm just annoyingly one of those people. But whether that's a run, whether that's a meditation, whether that's just sitting in peace with a hot cup of coffee and having that hot cup of coffee all the way through hot, like not reheating it. It's just these little like things that just bring me joy that I'm like, OK, I'm now ready to take on the world. Yeah. <laughs> And like you said, that energy will have a ripple effect to those around you. So, so yeah. Yeah, I know. What advice would you give to somebody that's like listening to this and thinking, do you know what? There's some societal norms that I, or pressures maybe we'll say, that I want to break up, I want to break up with and allow me to show up authentically in life. I love that. Yes, I do like that. Um, so there's, yeah, there's obviously some things you can do. Like I always think like having a social media cleanse is quite good of like getting rid of any accounts that aren't bringing you joy. Mm-hmm. Anyone that you feel like you're comparing yourself to that's making you feel miserable. It's just time to clean that out and like, you know, follow people that inspire you that, you know, have the same like um, that you connect with and um, that, you know, you can I guess like yeah inspire you to like live your best life I guess and like and move forward to be authentically you um 
like I always talk about doing inner work as well to find that self-love from within and I think that is so important so rather than looking outwardly start looking inwardly and focus on mindset and yeah that mind-body connection is super strong and that's why it's something that you know we really need to be focused on something I wished I learned earlier in life but you know I did learn it and now that's why I teach it so 100% yeah I think that's that's the advice I'd give yeah mind body connection uh, is so powerful I, I feel exactly the same I wish I had learned that much younger and you know what that is one of the most common things that I hear when clients leave I wish I did this earlier hesitant about starting it yeah. but <laughs> always like I wish I did that earlier and you know we can't go back in time but what we can do is enjoy it yeah we've learned it um yeah I think that's really really powerful I think I'd add to that list and I think because all those points were really really good I think we've touched on it a little bit is I would start getting start looking at your boundaries as well oh yes yeah like, that's, yes start you know getting curious about it and <laughs> using your voice and saying like mm, that's not really that cool um yeah. or that doesn't you know that doesn't really work for me or even just saying no I can't take yeah. that on yeah without apologizing just no I can't really take that on right now um but thanks for asking me you know like in a yeah. in a way and obviously that is like very suited to the situation and the people you're with and it's something to explore but boundaries and reducing people pleasing yes that's like, just slip that one in the end there because um, yeah, they're good as well <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you want to talk about before we finish up um no I think we've covered so much there I about. know we kind of went all I knew we would I knew we'd go like darting in here 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 yeah. but actually I feel like I didn't get too heated didn't get too spicy yeah. I felt like I kept it reasonably like cool lid on it like yeah I think it was a great conversation and yeah. I'm, again I really do appreciate you taking the time to come on and I want to thank the lovely listeners for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I really do hope that you have taken something from this episode that has helped you in some way. And if you want to get in touch with either one of us, I will drop our contact details in the show notes. And I look forward to meeting you again on the next episode. <laughs>